Hey everyone, it's Cheryl and Tony, and welcome to this Friday morning edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. How are you today? I'm good. I was just thinking about how, you know, we're supposed to be the Drive Time Podcast for people to listen to daily as they go, you know, to or from work. Um, We haven't been daily, but maybe that's not a problem because I don't know how many people are going to and from work anymore. Right. I don't know. Our whole concept is in the toilet. COVID's just messed everything up. (laughs) But you know what hasn't been messed up? What? The fact that fall treats are coming to Walt Disney World, and I know you love to give the food updates. Oh, is this another foodie guide? Yes, it is. Oh, very exciting. Okay, here we go. I think Jason's the one who doesn't like to listen to food stuff. Yeah, well, I mean, I've had so little. I know. It's been a really long time. It has been. It's so exciting. Um, In the Magic Kingdom Park... They have a Mickey cinnamon roll that's available at the Main Street Bakery. It's a Mickey-shaped cinnamon roll drizzled with orange and white icing. And then at Pecos Bills, they have cinnamon donuts served in a hitchhiking ghost novelty container. I like the container. It is kind of cute. I think it like slides out. Mm-hmm. And then the Hades, is it Hades? Hades. Hades. Hades nachos. Those are also available at Pecos Bills. Those are black bean nacho chips with fiery buffalo chicken, lettuce, tomato, sour cream, salsa, and jalapeno. And over at Liberty Square Market, they have one of those cute little cakes. It's Constance's for better or worse wedding cake. It's a citrus cake with raspberry Bavarian cream, whipped cream flowers, and a chocolate axe. They've done that one before, I think. I don't know if it was the same flavors, but it was the same look. Um, let's see. At Sleepy Hollow, they have a pumpkin spice flavored waffle topped with vanilla ice cream, whipped cream, caramel drizzle, and sprinkles. Um, and then at Storybook Treats, the Poor Unfortunate Souls Float, which is cream cheese soft serve. Ew. Ew. Black raspberry syrup and Coke. Um, at Auntie Gravity's Galactic Goodies, they have a pumpkin spice milkshake. At Auntie Gravity's, they also have a pumpkin spice soft serve sundae. Uh, I don't like pumpkin spice. No? No. I mean, it gets overdone, but I do like it. At Cosmic Rays, a Mickey Monster Bash burger, which has Munster cheese and is served with potato barrels. Um, It has bacon on it and sriracha aioli. Is that Munster or Monster cheese? (laughs) It's Munster, but... Okay. uh, Sunshine Tree Terrace has the Headless Horseman Rides Again. That is a strawberry Dole Whip with Fanta Strawberry and a Headless Horseman Novelty Straw. No, that sounds good. At Pinocchio Village House, the Not-So-Poison Apple Cupcake. Spiced Apple Cupcake with Pecan Crunch Buttercream themed after a poison apple. That sounds good. Um, At various churro carts and at uh, Pecos Bills is an orange and black sugar churro. And at various quick serve restaurants, they have the Oogie Boogie Dice Novelty Glow Cubes. Oh. Um, they also have a new sipper. It's the Jack Skellington Sipper. They have a new popcorn bucket, the Oogie Boogie Premium Popcorn Bucket. And the Mickey Pumpkin Premium Popcorn Bucket. As well as the Halloween Base Popcorn Bucket, which is just like your basic. Standard round It looks like a regular popcorn a bucket, but right. it, it's themed for um, Happy Halloween. They have a Hitchhiking Ghost um, premium popcorn bucket, a Hitchhiking Ghost sipper, and a Madame Leota sipper. That one's new. I think the Hitchhiking Ghost ones like we've seen before. They might. I think that's the same one they had before. Moving over to Epcot. Oh, there's still three more parks to go. There are, but that was the big one. This right, only I has mean, each of these only has a few. Wake me when it's over. Okay. 
Um, at Sunshine Seasons, they have a Halloween cupcake. It's a choice of a vanilla or chocolate cupcake with buttercream and a Mickey pumpkin garnish. Um, uh, on Halloween day only at the Coral Reef, you can get a Nemo and Squirt Noggin Concoction, which is a chocolate brownie stuffed with a chocolate chip cookie topped with white chocolate covered pretzels and a Mickey pumpkin garnish. Gee, you got to rush right over on Halloween for that one. Right. Um, also available only on Halloween is a Halloween sugar cookie at um, Traveler's Cafe or Garden Grill. Um, also only on Halloween day at Desserts and Champagne Marketplace in the World Showcase um, for the International Food and Wine Festival. They have a liquid nitro cake pop. Um, and then at the Canada Popcorn Cart, they have the Oogie Boogie um, Popcorn Bucket. Uh, also in Epcot, they're selling the Green Cauldron Popcorn Bucket, um, the regular Halloween Popcorn Bucket, and a Tire Pumpkin Novelty Straw they have. I don't know what that even is, but... You know, they have it. Uh, moving to Animal Kingdom. At Creature Comforts, Flame Tree Barbecue, and Restaurantosaurus, they have the Scar Cupcake, which is a red velvet cupcake with toasted marshmallow filling, chocolate oh. marshmallow frosting, chocolate pebbles, white chocolate flames, and an edible icing image. At Flame Tree Barbecue and Isle of Java, they have the Spooky Apple Punch specialty beverage. At that's non-alcoholic. Um, at Flame Tree Barbecue, they have a rotten apple punch specialty beverage, and that one's alcoholic. Um, then they have the pumpkin, the tire pumpkin novelty straw there, the purple cauldron popcorn bucket, and the regular popcorn bucket. You could go break just buying popcorn buckets. I go broke, break. Go broke just buying popcorn buckets. You sure could. I know. These things can be expensive. The, when, when they say premium, they mean expensive. Right. And last but not least, at Hollywood Studios, um, at the Trolley Car Cafe, they have the Poison Candied Apple, which is an apple and caramel mousse covered in red glaze with a crunchy candy base. Um, at Pizza Rizzo, they have the Pumpkin Cheesecake Cannoli, a pumpkin cheesecake mixed. It's pumpkin cheesecake mixed with a hazelnut praline crunch in a cannoli shell. Um, and at Rosie's All-American Cafe, they have pumpkin tiramisu. Uh, at Backlot Express, they have a box of Bones chocolate eclair. Tony, I'm going to read this one for you because I know you like chocolate eclairs. That's a chocolate eclair with dark chocolate mousse and white chocolate bones. So you'll be sad because you like the vanilla filling in your right. chocolate eclairs. Um, Non-alcoholic drink, the frozen apple cider. Um, alcoholic drink, a frozen apple cider with Cro Crown Royale Regal Apple. And what's this one? Uh, the popcorn bucket. They have the orange cauldron popcorn bucket, and the they have a tire pumpkin novelty straw. All right. So popcorn buckets at uh, let's say twenty five bucks a piece. Times uh, what they have four different ones. Uh, about twelve of them. Get so, a few sippers. Right. There's five hundred dollars just on buckets and sippers. And another six bucks for a tire pumpkin straw, whatever that is. All right. So I'm happy. I this has made my day. So moving on, though, um, Wednesday, if you were on Facebook, you saw so many pictures of everyone's dogs. It was a good day. Yes. Um, Why is it, that? It was National Dog Day. International Dog Day. Oh, well, you said national when you explained it to me. Oh, I meant international. Well, you screwed it up. Anyway, what do you want to say about it? Uh, yeah, the Disney Parks blog just had a little post about uh, dogs around the world, and it was a, uh, a, a journey in pictures of Pluto around the world. And cute. they were they're pretty cute at various parks and on the cruise line and uh you know I I think it's not fair that Pluto is treated like a dog yet Goofy is treated like a person. 
Which is better? I don't know. Sometimes I think I might be rather treated like somebody's special dog. Yeah. Because people really love their dogs. That is true. They treat them very well. Um, Joffrey's Coffee has created a special blend for the Riviera Resort. That's right. This is Joffrey's uh, first blend for a DVC property. Previously, they've made a medium Kona blend and a light Victoria and Albert's blend. Uh, And their new Disney Riviera Resort blend is a dark roast, which is a blend of beans from uh, Papua New Guinea, Costa Rica, and Kenya with a sweet smoky profile and rich arena. Um, so Joffrey's, I believe, is the official coffee and tea company of the Walt Disney World Resort, but they're not going to like completely shut out Starbucks. Um, <laughs> and in order to celebrate this new release, if you go on to joffreys.com slash DVC and order at least three blends in your shopping cart, uh, you can get a free Riviera tumbler to go with that. That's fun. Yeah. And free shipping on all orders of $50 or more. All right. It's probably easy to spend $50 by the time you buy three of their coffees. That's right. Three three things of coffee is $75. <laughs> probably. Um, on Wednesday, they had a Florida theme park roundtable conference. That's right. Governor Ron DeSantis attended uh, a, uh, as Cheryl mentioned, it was a roundtable and it was called One Goal, One Florida, and it was a theme park roundtable. Uh, during this roundtable event, Governor Ron DeSantis thanked Disney's uh, Walt Disney and Universal Orlando Resort for their participation. Uh, he said it was great to be at Universal Orlando. And then Universal had a surprise appearance of Dr. Penelope Thibault Tinker Toothsome, who is one of the characters from the Toothsome Chocolate Emporium. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, who cares? Yeah. Like, you know what? You send Mickey Mouse out. Yeah. People are going to go nuts. <laughs> You yeah. send Dr. Toothsome And they're out. like, who is this? People don't care. No, or know who it is even. I mean, she came to visit us while we were eating yeah. at Toothsome's Emporium and we had no idea who she was. All you have to do is uh, is order some some bread and a glass of water and she'll come and see you. Right. But basically, uh, this was just an event where they were going over to talk about the, the events of the past couple of months, how they didn't know how it was going to pan out. Uh, but he now states that the state of Florida is comfortable with the theme parks increasing their capacity provided that safeguards are in place. Um, Even though the governor has said that, uh, neither resort has announced any plans to increase their capacity at this given time. Um, And there are still, you know, tons of workers out on furlough. So, I mean, I haven't been on lately to look at dates, but it's my understanding, maybe it's wrong, that I don't think days are filling up. I mean, right. so what's the, it doesn't matter if they increase the amounts that are allowed. I don't, I don't think they're full. The only days I've seen filling up are pass holder, the pass holder passes, because that's separate from the regular mm-hmm. passes. Um, but pass holder passes on the weekends have been, have been pretty good. Pretty full. Other than that, I think you've got a good shot at getting into a park yeah. on whichever day you want to go. Right. So yeah, it, does, it doesn't seem like it would matter if they increase the, the numbers. Right. Uh, all right. And what do we have next here? Oh, um, there was an interview with the Disney Parks chairman, Josh DeMauro. What did he have to say? Oh, Josh DeMauro was interviewed on uh, the U.S. Well, by the U.S. Travel Association. And he talked about new safety measures, expanded technology and the economy around the parks, as well as the status of the Disneyland Resort uh, theme parks. Um, he said that, uh, you know, Disney is... He talked about trust and that the people trusting Disney is a big responsibility that he feels is uh, the weight is on his shoulders and that he puts the safety of the guests and cast members at the top of everything that they do. 
Um, he also talked about the there were changes in five different categories, health and wellness, cleaning and disinfecting, technology solutions, cast member training and employee safety, and working together. Um, those were the five areas that uh, they gave attention to in making changes for the COVID uh, protocols. Uh, he has stated that he is happy where the parks stand right now when it comes to safety. He says that guests have been very accepting of the protocols and Disney is watching how guests are moving around the parks and experiencing them in different ways and then making adjustments to the parks. Uh, he also talked about Disney beyond the, that it has reaches beyond the berms and says that the parks are an economic engine that affects not only airlines and large hotels, but your local pizza shop. And that once these engines are running uh, back at full speed, the rest of the ecosystem will will pick up right. uh, and, and return. Uh, he also stated during the course of the interview that he does not yet have the guidelines for re reopening from the state of California, and that as soon as those uh, guidelines are set, they are ready. Yeah, I know. They probably just want to open that up, but what a pain. Yep. Okay. Um, a guest who was upset over the mask rule at Epcot got violent at the entrance. Apparently, Josh tomorrow did not hear about this guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, but an Orlando man was arrested earlier this month at Walt Disney World after he hit an Epcot security guard following an argument over the resort's face covering policy. Uh, Enrico Toro, 35, and his family were visiting the parks on August 14th and, according to a security guard, were turned away for wearing improper masks. The family went to their vehicle and returned to the entrance but were turned away again when one of the children's masks was still not in compliance. Uh, according to the arrest report, uh, Mr. Toro then began cussing and told the security guard to tell the police, uh, sorry, to call the police. Um, when the guard attempted to use his phone to call a supervisor, Mr. Toro hit the cast member in the head with an open hand. Uh, his wife pushed him away. However, he began cussing and threatening the, the cast member, stating that he knew where he lived and he was going to kill him. <laughs> How uh, did he know where he lives? <laughs> eventually, sheriff's deputies were called. Um, although the cast member was not uh, injured, he did agree to press charges, and Mr. Toro was arrested for misdemeanor battery. Craziness. Right? All right. Um so this is good news. I like this. There's some modified Halloween happenings at the Walt Disney World theme parks. Um, so, so Halloween is still happening, even though they're not doing the uh, Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween party. So Correct. what do we have instead? Well, from September 15th to October 31st, uh, Main Street is going to be dressed in their uh, in its fall layout. Uh, and there will be other seasonal offerings, some of which you mentioned earlier with the fall mm -hmm. food items. Yep. Um, we're also going to have a new Halloween-themed cavalcade with Mickey, Minnie, Pluto, and the gang in their favorite Halloween costumes. Um, Chip and Dale are going to be in Frontierland, and then other characters are going to be riding up and down the horse-drawn trolley in Main Street, USA. Um, and then for costumes, uh, normally you cannot wear costumes outside of the uh, Not-So-Scary Halloween Party event. Uh, but for the first time, you can wear your funniest, Disneyest, and most creative costumes during the Magic Park regular operating hours from September 15th to October 31st. Costume masks are not permitted. Uh, costume masks are not permitted for adults. Only children younger than 14 are allowed to wear masks. Um, all guests are required to wear appropriate face coverings. And in the words of Edna Mode, no capes. Well, actually, no full-length capes. Yeah. So okay. small capes are allowed. 
Very good. Well, that's great. Um, over at the Swan and Dolphin, they have announced that they are going to have a sip and savor and stay. Sip, savor, and stay. Saturdays. It's well, a right. it's a new promotion. It is. Uh, since they did have to cancel their popular food and wine classic, uh, they have decided that they will have a sip, savor, and stay Saturdays from September 19th through October 24th. Uh, each Saturday will have a different culinary event, which will be a limited edition version of the Food and Wine Classic. Uh, each event has a limited capacity, and in order to attend, guests must book a one-night hotel package that includes two events to the uh, two tickets to the event. On September 19th, they will hold a bubble lounge, which uh, experiences sparkling beverages with small bites. Uh, on September 26th, it will be a beer garden, which will be a celebration of hops, ales, lagers, and pilsners, along with pub favorites. October 3rd will be Italian Wine and Bites, which will be uh, top Italian wine and then uh, foods from Tuscany and uh, Sicily to Piedmont. Uh, October 10th will be Smoke and D's Bourbon, Beer, and Barbecue, will be barbecued classics and then beer and uh, bourbon samplings. October 17th will be a Food and Wine Classic Limited Edition, and it will be fan favorites from the Food and Wine Classic in an intimate setting. And then ending it on October 24th will be an Oktoberfest beer garden with Oktoberfest-inspired German-themed music and tasting, along with a selection of beers. All right. Yeah. Uh, Of course, all of these events are uh, open to adults 21 and older because there is alcohol involved. And all events will be held indoors. We could get down there, fly down, do the event that night, sleep over, and come back. As long as we don't stay for 24 hours. Right, yes. Under 24 hours, in and out. That's the rule. You have to quarantine when you come back if you've been there for more than 24 hours. So Tony and I are trying to figure out how we can get down there for 24 hours and be back. Yep, in and out. Story of my life. (laughs) Uh, Demolition of Innovations West at Epcot has resumed. That's right. Innoventions West. Uh, there have been some construction workers on site. Uh, this building is uh, being demolished because it's going to be the site of Journey of Water, which is the Moana-themed attraction, and the new Festival Center, uh, which is supposed to be part of the reimagining of Epcot. However, uh, it was announced last month that the uh, multi-level Festival Pavilion uh, was going to be scaled back, if not completely canceled. Uh, but you know they're still moving forward, knocking down Interventions West. So it Which, might just—I mean, kind of makes sense. It it's might just, just be Moana's Journey of Water mm-hmm. by the time all. They're going to have to put something for the where the festival center was going to be, even if it's just a one-level uh, open-air sort of um, park. Yeah, but they've got—they're going to have to put something there. So you would think. Yeah. Um, all right, the NBA players, as we know, have been in the Disney bubble. Um, we missed a story the other day because it wasn't a day for a uh, podcast, but they had boycotted um, the playoffs there, but now they have decided to resume. Right. So on Wednesday, uh, the Milwaukee Bucks stayed in their locker room and boycotted at the start of their game against the Orlando Magic to protest the shooting of Jacob Blake by police in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Uh, Kenosha is about 40 minutes uh, south of Milwaukee. Uh, We've been to Kenosha. We have. It's a lovely area. Not really. Um, All other games were then subsequently postponed. Uh, The players met and decided that they were going to boycott the playoffs uh, to bring, uh, you know, Black Lives Matter and uh, to shed additional light on police brutality and racism. 
Uh, and then today they voted to resume the playoffs. All right. Well, they made their point. They did. Okay. So they held off for two days. Good. Point made. Moving yeah. on then. Here we go. This, these are, this is a couple of fun stories. Well, yeah, sort of in the same light, right? You know, it's political correctness and, and trying to do the right thing. So zippity doo has been removed from the Disneyland Park uh, playlist. So that's just the music that they play in the parks. That's right. Uh, the Academy Award-winning Best Original Song, zippity doo from Disney's Song of the South, uh, which was the main theme to Splash Mountain, has been removed from the Disney Music uh, Disney Resort music loops across both the Esplanade and Downtown Disney. Um, and Disney has said that uh, the removal of the song from Downtown Disney's background music is part of a continuous process to deliver, to deliver an environment that features stories that are relevant and inclusive. Uh, they also removed two mentions of Song of the South from the Splash Mountain page on Disney's uh, website. Uh, the song was generally uh, stuck between the Frozen medley and the Ballad of Davy Crockett, but it uh, it is no longer. You know that was such a good uh, a good spot a for good it. transition from Frozen <laughs> to Davy Crockett, and now Frozen to Davy. What Crockett, are they gonna do? It just doesn't flow as well. Oh well, um, Zippity Doodah um, was also removed from a Disney Parks app. They had a game called Zippity Doodah Day. That's right, Disney. Uh, the the Disney Play Disney Parks app uh, did have a an in-app game called Zippity Doo Da Day. Um, it was a series of mini games. Uh, and if you completed the challenge, you got special photo frames to help you capture your memories. So that is now no longer available. It may just end up getting rethemed, just basically called something else because it probably had nothing to do with uh, Song of the South right. or Splash Mountain. Right. And then lastly, in our Zippity Doo Da news, Hallmark has canceled a Zippity Doo Da ornament. That's right. Uh, it was an ornament that was uh, featuring Mickey. Uh, it was a vintage toy looking uh, uh, ornament that featured Mickey playing a xylophone. And when you turned the crank, he played Zippity Doo Da from the 1946 film Song of the South. Um, Hallmark has removed it from its listings. I wonder if that was out yet. I know, right? If, if there's if some anybody, Hallmark store that has them. Well, not just that, but I mean, Hallmark stores might have had to pull them. But there's some collectors who, you know, get stuff as soon as it comes out. Because I feel like Christmas ornaments come out really early. Oh, yeah. So it's possible they were already in the stores. And if those existed and anybody bought one, they're going to be worth a fortune. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, the Void at Disney Springs is permanently closed. That was what, like a VR experience? The Void was a virtual reality experience hub. Okay. So they had some Star Wars offerings. They had an Avengers offering. Um, the Void, I believe, exists in multiple locations across the country. Uh, however, there is a closure notice on the Void's website apologizing to guests with any pre-book tickets. Um uh, and that's uh, that's some more sad news. Uh, that's kind of tricky. Like, how are you supposed to run VR stuff? It's it's shared equipment, right? You're you know? putting on headsets. Yeah, and... there's so much you have to like clean, and I, I just don't know if it's possible or if I would even be comfortable doing it. Plus, the the reduced number of people that are just in the area to start with. You just you're working from a smaller customer base. Mm-hmm. All right, um, Disney's 2023 film schedule has been released. Yeah, so when they release their film schedule this far out, they don't actually assign any uh, movies to these dates. Um, but they they put the release schedule out there. So in 2023, Disney has... 
about 20 movies coming out. Okay. Um, the only thing that is a given is that December 22nd of 2023 is an untitled Star Wars movie. Yeah. Uh, but if you look at the schedule, you know, it's by the studio that makes it. So the big thing for 2023, and some of it is because of the delays in 2020 with the right. Marvel, Marvel movies, is that we're going to get four Marvel movies in 2023. It's going to uh, be a big of, year. As part of Phase 5. Um we're also going to get, you know, a standard Pixar movie coming in the summer uh, and then a mix of both Disney live action, some Disney animation. And on the schedule now is the 20th Century because 20th Century Studio is now part of Disney. Mm-hmm. So their films are on there as well. Um, Disney's releasing at least one uh, in most months, two films uh, out of, you know, any one of their studios. Okay. Yeah. Um, let's see. Kelly Marie Tran has replaced Casey Steele in Disney's Raya and the Last Dragon. That's right. Uh, Star Wars alum Kelly Marie Tran, who played Rose Tico uh, in The Last Jedi and uh, subsequent films, Rise of the Skywalker, um, is taking over the lead voice acting duties from Cassie Steele, who was known from Degrassi, The Next Generation. She was originally cast in the role and helped to promote the film at last summer's D23 convention. Uh, but now Tran will, will play the title role of Rhea. The animated film is due in theaters on March 12th of 2021 and also stars Aquafina as Sisu, who is the aforementioned Last Dragon. Uh, this film was co-written by Crazy Rich Asians co-writer Adele Lim and playwright Kui Nien. All right. Win. Stop while you're ahead. Ah, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm not good. <laughs> Disneyland Paris has um, modified their offerings for their Halloween festival. That's right. They are still celebrating Halloween over in France, and they will be doing it from September 26th to November 1st. They're going to have special character greetings, which are actually selfie stations. Um, and uh, they're, the selfie, selfie spots is what they're calling them now. Uh, they're going to have an eerily, spectacularly spooky Disneyland Paris for one month, uh, where we're going to see Disney villains around the selfie spots and familiar heroes and heroines dressed in Halloween Halloween costumes ready to pose for your snaps. Uh, they're also going to have delivered, del- uh, excuse me, devilishly delicious treats and eye-popping surprises. I, I wish they had something to fix my tongue. <laughs> Um, they're also going to decorate with jack-o'-lanterns, uh, across the, uh, uh, Main Street USA. And then there's going to be a Frontierland Mexican festival with lively music and dancing skeletons. So, uh, sounds like they kind of go all out over in Paris. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. And then our last story is about the cruise line. Well, sort of, um, Port Canaveral, uh, has an update on the expanded Disney cruise line terminal. That's right. Terminal 8, which is Disney's terminal, um, is undergoing some construction, which is expected to be done by April 6th of 2021. Um, They are preparing for the larger ships, so they're increasing the size and capacity of the terminal. Uh, It's about a $30 million million job. Uh, There are some components of the job, such as a concierge lounge and baggage screening area, which is the work has been deferred. However, those Components are expected to be done by the fall of 2021. Um, In spite of the construction, uh, the cruise terminal would be ready to receive guests should cruise lines return on November 1st. 
which I think is a very, uh, you know, rosy, optimistic, optimistic yeah. outlook at things. Um, so in addition to new construction, uh, repairs are being made to existing areas inside the terminal. Um, during the presentation, the CEO of Port Canaveral discussed how cruising has returned to Europe and the rules that are in place there. Um, they also got to talk a little bit about uh, the cruise line resuming uh, sailing in here in the States. And um, uh, the CEO uh, suggested uh, that he does not think it will be any earlier than January of 2021. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I think that's it. Yeah. Well, there was one other little story, because I, I told you it was two parts for Port Canaveral. Oh, right. Uh, the second part of the story, um, they talk about 2021 for cruise ships resuming. Um, in the budget for Port Canaveral, uh, which begins January 1st, uh, they uh, the budget provides for one ship for each of the four major companies that use Port Canaveral, and each of those ships fail uh, sailing at a 50% capacity. They estimate that a second ship per company would be added after the first quarter and that those ships would be operating short, close-to-home itineraries. Um, These figures have not been confirmed by the cruise lines, but they are being used for budgetary estimation purposes. Um, So that is it. The five brands that sail out of Port Canaveral are Disney Cruise Line, Carnival, Royal Caribbean, Norwegian, and MSC. Uh, Which brands uh, are going to be sailing, they do not know. all cruise lines cannot sail until they get the uh, okay from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention because they are currently under a no-sale order that lasts until September 31st, September 30th. Very good. Yeah, so that's it. I guess we're not going to have time to do our the second half of our uh, Hershey Park visit because we're now 29 minutes into the show. Right. So until Monday, I'm Tony. And I'm Cheryl. And you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time Podcast.